in this podcast episode, I'm going to talk about and review Divinity Original Sin 2, which is a game that was released in 2017 by Lauren Studios. It's a top-down, turn-based, open-world RPG, if that gives a good enough description. It's received overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam and has been critically acclaimed on places like IGN. I don't know if that's a really good metric, but it's there. And I personally really enjoyed the game. Divinity Original Sin 2 is a sequel to the original Divinity Original Sin game, which I did not play myself that much. I played it a while back before the second game came out, and that's why I ended up buying the second game, actually, which is kind of funny to say because I didn't actually finish it. I was recommended it by a friend who played it with me, which is important to note because these games are meant to be played with a small group. The first one was uh, one or two people. This one is up to four, and the game changes dramatically uh, based on that. I think one important difference between this game and the first game is that the second game, the one we're talking about, allows you to pick from an array of backgrounds for your characters, storylines that are written for you. Not saying that you don't get to shape your own story, it's just where you come from is given to you. And these are very specific. They're not like a general, like, oh, you were a rogue or you were you are from this continent or you're this race. It's very specific characters in the world that you get to be and you can turn them into whatever you want, um, which is very interesting. Each storyline for each of the characters, if I remember correctly, there are seven of them, seven or six. I'm sorry if I'm wrong. They each have three outcomes. So that's 18 endings for each of the characters. And then for the game itself has another few endings and it's important to understand that's not just all the game storylines has to offer each quest, has individual outcomes, and how you go about that depends on how you go about the quest. The game's storytelling system works in acts, so you have a large area open to you and you get to operate within this environment um, for a good portion of the game. Several hours you're in this act or level, and several hours is an understatement because I played the game twice. I have 250 hours in it, so you can imagine that's about 100 hours a playthrough because I did uh, scroll around a little bit in some other of the game's game modes, which are just like some creative stuff where you can design maps and things. So about 100 hours of playthrough. And there's, if I, one thing if I remember correctly, there are four arcs, um, so that's 25 per, they're not equally distributed. So that these acts, as I'm saying, are very long, and you spend a good bit of time in each one. You can explore whatever you want within this area during that time. You can go about it in any order you want. When I say any order, I mean any order. You can skip straight to the end if your character is able to, depending on how you built it. Um, the game is filled with full puzzles that are really confusing. I had to look up several of them. I'm ashamed of doing it, but I'm just not that smart sometimes. Um, combat is different every single time you fight. So while turn-based combat is very methodical and you can like strategize out exactly how you want to do it, 
doesn't work in this because your environment is directly dependent on on how you're playing similar to if you were playing Dungeons and dragons like pen and paper style rpgs um so i think that's where the game shines is how the game interacts with its environment um and how you can shape it to do whatever you want um within your within your game and like i said each of these acts act independently you can't really go back to a previous one after you've done it so that's kind of how the game uh separates it it's not not completely open world but it is extremely flexible on how you navigate through that world i wouldn't call it linear at all I think something the game shines on is its ability to introduce new things to the character and I think the uh, exploration of the game is the prime example of this well yes every place on the map is important to the story you can stumble across every place accidentally and you do that countless times no matter how deep into the game you are you'll keep finding places like oh I didn't expect this oh that's new it keeps well it does reuse um textures and layouts quite a bit uh the game is so big i can forgive it but it does get a little annoying because it does break your immersion a little bit i definitely think it's the, the gameplay in these sections uh the actual mechanics keep changing and introducing new things so i can go over if it looks looks similar or not um and i think that's that's the biggest uh, thing that kept me hooked on was besides the story which is a unique one uh, its ability to keep innovating game mechanics uh, was a big point in me keep playing the 100 hour game uh, that, that was the most uh, biggest problem for some people is that they stop playing into games this long because they're so they're so deep but also my character's build something that kept me in the game as in it was such an interesting uh build style how how you got skills how you use them how they interacted the synergies on the different options you had to build in your character something that like came like oh what if i did this like oh i can't wait to get to the next level so i can try this skill or in and the like i said the mechanics kept changing and uh, getting cooler and cooler I was like, oh, how powerful can I get? Or how, how can I do this fight in a different way? Or next time, can I do this better? And it, it kept wanting me to improve and like min-max min kind of thing. And I think that all those aspects combined made me really want to stick with this 100-hour game in its, in its full. And uh, as far as glitches go and drawbacks, the game doesn't have many. It was a really optimized and polished game when it came out. And they did do bug fixes and eventually they released a definitive edition which didn't really do much they had like some small quest changes and then like one new quest line just you know spice things up give people a reason to replay it um but the, the game is, is very polished and i said like i said the drawbacks are probably the links how drawn out it is if you don't like turn-based combat which are really just if you don't like the genre don't play it it's like saying if you don't like shows like shows about cops and crime don't watch them it's that simple don't like anime don't watch it. it's not like it's just if it's not your genre, it's not your genre. But if it, if you do like turn-based combat, it's probably the best one that exists. Um, and I think that's that's to its core. That's what it is. Like I said in the beginning, it's a turn-based combat RPG. If you don't like that, 
you're not going to like it. And if you do, you're just going to be one of the best games you've ever played. Simple as that. So for this game, I'm going to give it two different ratings, um, which I could have done when I did The Witcher 3, but I didn't feel it was necessary because these two ratings kind of lined up. The first one's going to be how much I enjoyed the game, and the second one's going to be is how good you think the game is, and I think those are the same thing, but they're not. You can like a game and still think it was poorly made, same thing with a movie or a book. You can like it, but think it's not, but it's not well made if that makes any sense. So for how well the game is made, I think it's probably a strong nine. It's nearly perfect. It's super polished. The mechanics works perfectly for what it was. I have this many times. It's like the perfect turn-based combat game. Interacts with the environment perfectly. The physics, it, the mechanics, it all makes sense. It's perfectly structured. It's nothing's like gimmicky or exploitable. It, it, it does that well, nearly perfect as perfect as you're going to get like i said it's a nine how much i enjoyed the game i would probably say a seven because i would get burnt out playing it you would play for hours upon hours and be like okay okay i'm good let me take a break for a day or two it doesn't really give you or didn't really give me something to want to play non-stop through the end which i don't think many games could make me play 100 hours straight but i i still enjoyed it a lot in that regard so I think what's made me separate those two ratings is because I respect the game's ability to do what it does well, but it's not high intensity. I don't feel like in a turn-based game, I'm like, oh, I got to just make this clutch decision at this very moment because I can just pause and be like, hmm, think about this, think about this, what can I do? And I think that's just a fallback of the genre, not necessarily of the game itself. And I think that's why many people aren't going to play this game. And that's why it didn't get as popular as it should have, despite it being one of the best games made in the past several years. <laughs>